So, Live Young, Carl Hartley, welcome, dude. Thank you. Thanks How's for things? Me. Yeah, good, 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 good. good. Happy um, to be here, mate. It's been a while. I've been trying to get you down here for ages. Mm. It's a great, great setup. Well, how how does it compare to your throne? Because you have just built a serious showroom. Yeah. Well, we we looked at that on the, yeah. the last video, didn't we? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it, it, mate. It's just great. It's just it's just lovely. There's various. Um, PPF detailing spots yeah. around dotted around yeah, yeah. the country, but this is this gives a real personal feel. And this this area, uh -huh. it just feels like home. Lounge. Yeah, I think that was the idea, really. You know, make it really, you know, drop the guards and make it a no obligation. Come and hang I just out. Want to come and have a thing. few beers. That's it. That's what it's what about. I mean, you joke. The fridge is full of it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. So, as a spot of context, uh, welcome back to the Mr. JWW podcast, or as it's become known, full chat. So the reason it. This podcast started a long time ago. Mm -hmm. I had what I thought was a great idea, which turned out to be a really stupid idea, of hosting a podcast in a car while I was driving. Mm -hmm. um, at the time, I had a 675LT, and it's got the sound deadening of, a, of an old fighter jet. <laughs> so no matter what we did, the audio was terrible. So yeah. I thought, this isn't good. Let's do this some other time. And it transpires it's taken me almost three years to do it right. But when we had this space, I was like, okay. Let's do it. And on that way, I've met interesting people like yeah. yourself. So I'm going to summarize you really quickly. Okay. And then you can be like, yeah, but. Be kind. But, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it's super quick. So for me, so I grew up reading car magazines printed in the UK since I could learn to read, really. Mm -hmm. And I would always open up the magazine, the Evo or whatever. And after I'd finished reading the articles, there was always a Tom Hartley advert in there. And without exception, you always had the craziest stock, right? Yep. So my association with Hartleys in the UK is having the best, craziest supercar stock that I've ever seen. And then recently, we went to your showroom, mm -hmm. um, and you, myself, and Paul had a, a walk around doing finance examples. And I think looking back, we did examples on more hypercars than we did supercars yeah so that's a, a spot of context in the sort of bracket world you operate in but i want to go back talk to you about what, what what's it like growing up in a family and an environment where because you literally walk out of your door yeah your yeah, house. yeah yeah we both live on the, the what we call the hartley estate yeah so we've got 40 odd acres my father's house is there my house is here in the both yeah. showrooms are, are now either side. It's the so. coolest setup. Like you go in and I'm just it's always late for work. <laughs> which is crazy because you're <laughs> what ten foot away from work. Yeah, about 11, eleven feet. Yeah. What's it like? What's it like growing up in a world? Well, do you ever become desensitized? Of course. To, to these cars. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I mean, when I was younger, when I was a kid, um, it was the norm for me to be around these kind of cars because it's all I've ever done. Yeah. So I used to look forward to coming home from school. And walking to the office and seeing what my dad had bought that day, what had sold that day. If there was a new car coming out, I was so enthusiastic about yeah. a new 355 or a new 993 Turbo. Yeah. I, you know, I even go back to 964 Turbos and 928s and stuff like that when I was, you know, three, four years old. Yeah. And I was one of them kids when they were two. They couldn't say mum or dad, but they could say F40. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah. <laughs> um, so it, for me, it was it was normal, although it was so far from being normal. Because yeah, I went to a dead normal school, just a primary school yeah. in the local village. Um, How often did your dad come and pick you up in like that's the thing, or something like, like that? Most days, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, you get picked up in this, you know, car that look. If it was a if it was a nine nine three turbo, yeah, 
Okay, it wasn't an F40, it was a, but it's still like still blow your awesome. mind. Yeah, you know? And to me, it's like just dead, dead normal. So I didn't realize how far away from normal it actually was. Yeah. Then when I <laughs> got a bit older and I went through a stage where I got into cars way more because I understood them more and I understood the values of them. And that would impress me. Yeah. Um, and then when I got involved in the business, I left school when I was 12 years old and sort of became homeschooled and yeah. went into the car business at the same time. Um, when I started dealing in these cars, buying and selling them, um, the cars became less attractive to me. I was less impressed by cars. I would only look at a car and think, right, we could do, we've had that in stock for two months. We could do with selling that. Yeah. You know, we need to buy another one of those. And sometimes, um, my dad is the worst in the world for it. Like the other day, um, we just had a, a Koenigsegg CCXR edition. Yeah. It's like one of four in the world. The I only saw right it. hand Full exposed one. carbon Full exposed body. Carbon. It's been in the showroom for three days and he only seen it yesterday. Crazy, yeah. He has to walk past it. Yeah. Doesn't you just don't take notice? They're, 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 I mean, I'd be licking the window at that thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it becomes very blase after a while. Yeah. You know, it just you know, it just even with my wife. My wife walks in, she doesn't see a thing. She doesn't see a car. Yeah, like, we'll go to London. Yeah. She'll see someone drive past in an Aventador. Yeah. And she'll be like, that's a lovely car that is, isn't it? Funny, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, so if, if it's in the context of your environment, it's just a stock item. It's a business. You might as well be selling furniture. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you say you can't <laughs> see the wood through the trees? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what it's like. Yeah. Some people, like, you've been there. You can come to my place mm. and not see a Carrera GT or, or a 918 because you've looked at an Enzo and a LaFerrari yeah. and whatever else you've, you've it caught It is crazy. It is a mad world. You step into your place and yeah. it is like an attack on the senses when you start adding it up. Yeah. It's mental. Yeah. yeah. You see, and that's, that's the bit Yes. what takes my passion away from... I still have a big passion for cars, obviously. Sure. Yeah. But that's what takes me away from being a fan, if you will, mm. is... The value. I've got nineteen million pounds worth of stock here. <laughs> and that's, well, actually, that's a big part of what separates you from a lot of dealers. So, what's happening a lot in the market right now is a lot of cars aren't actually dealership stock. They are no. SOR, mm -hmm. which for guys who aren't familiar with that term means sale or return, mm -hmm. which effectively means the clients dropped it off. Mm -hmm. You don't buy it, but you help them sell it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're different. Well, I <laughs> I find it's extremely hard to make that work. Uh -huh. Um, don't get me wrong. Um, there's something we do a little bit of mm. because you know you have to. Um, but predominantly, we buy, we buy, we've got, we own ninety percent of of all our cars. And the reason that is, if you're a car dealership yeah. and you haven't got substantial funds, but you're selling a four hundred thousand pound car. And someone comes in, like, right, I want to buy that car, it's 400,000 pounds. This is my 250,000 pound car that I want to swap in against it. Mm -hmm. Well, you don't own the car mm -hmm. because you probably haven't got the funds to sure. own it. Yeah. So you can't take in his quarter of a million pound car in part exchange. So that means you can't do the deal. So you're waiting on a guy just coming in and saying, oh, I'll just, I'll buy that. I'll just buy that. That doesn't happen. Happen that often. It, no. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> if it does, it's like, right, I'm one of these people yeah. and I want a deal. You know, I want, yeah, yeah. forget the ticket price. Let's, let's talk, you know. So um, I don't find a lot of these dealers who all their stock is sale or return. Mm -hmm. The reason it's sale or return as well is because they can't convince or get through to the owner of the car that actually your car isn't worth 
what you, what you want think for it, it. Yeah, yeah. What you hope to dear God is for. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So what they do is they think, right, I'm on a no loss here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take an F12 TDF. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put it in my showroom. So everyone thinks I've got an F12 TDF. Look at what yeah. kind of cars I deal in. Yeah. I'm going to put up for a price that the customer wants, yeah. which is ludicrous because the customer never knows more than the actual dealer. I mean, come on, this, <laughs> is, sure. this is my job. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't go to your um, ma manufacturing yeah. unit and tell you how to manufacture. No, no, absolutely. Yeah. I buy and sell cars. Yeah. So if I'm telling you your car's not worth what you want, then it's not worth what you want. Yeah. But some people would just take it, that makes the showroom look nice, then they have to advertise it at an unrealistic price, mm -hmm. which means they don't sell it. Yeah. Which then the customer calls me. <laughs> and goes, Carl, I need out of this, mate. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you're the, you're, the, you're the one of the very few, if not only, most times, person who will write a check for a car, mm. and when you say you'll pay X, Y, Z, that day, mm. I'm receiving X, Y, Z in my account. That's cool. So yeah. that's the way I feel um, we're all in business to earn money. Yeah. That's the way I feel gives us an advantage on buying and selling cars because we own the cars. Mm -hmm. We price them right because we own them. And we can work on whatever profit margins we want. Yeah. And we're not dictated to by anybody. Say, you know, Ferrari, for mm. instance. They will say to their dealer, okay, a GTC for Lusso, we know is worth £100,000 behind cost, but you can't advertise it at that. You're going to ruin the market. Uh -huh. The market's already ruined. Yeah. <laughs> so it's my car. I can advertise it at what I want. Yeah. You know, so it's just, it's just, we're it's freelance. Cool. It's interesting, know? man. It's yeah. good. Now, I'm not sure if any of you guys follow Carl on Instagram. I'll put a link below to your account. Um, one thing that also is highlighted and, and backs up what you're saying is, is Carl sort of uses a lot of your stock. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard so not to. If you tune in to Carl's Instagram, I mean, last week you were spending time in a 599 GTO, which I think you only bought last week. I, I can't, can't, I can't get out that car. <laughs> it's, I can't well, get out special that things. Yeah. Special sounds. Yeah. I think I refer to the sound of that car as a uh, sexual trumpet. Because <laughs> the sound of them is yeah. particularly like downshifts. Yeah. On the overrun, they sound amazing, but the downshift of that V12 well, what is amazing. That car, the previous owner is quite a good friend of mine, and um, we've done a lot of business together. And he doesn't modify his cars, mm. but he tweaks them slightly. Right. So, what he done with that car is, as you know, in the exhaust of that car, it's got like a, what I call a butterfly valve. Yeah. So, at 4,000 revs, the valve opens and it's straight through. Yeah. So they're constantly open now at all times. Amazing. He's just opened them. So it just, that sound you get at 4,000 revs, you just get that so constantly. So it sounds like cold start all the time. All the time. All the time. Yeah. The best. Yeah. And like you say, downshifts is just... Oh, exceptional, aren't they? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Very special. So yeah, as a result, you also inadvertently get to pr promote your cars because you can use them. Whereas if it was an SOR car, you can't because it's a, yeah, a client's well, car. You know, and I think it's a, it's a better thing as well because... I spend so much time in so many different cars mm. that if a new car comes out and a guy calls up and he wants to buy it and he asks me, what are these cars like? Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know. know. I've never driven one. Never driven one. Yeah. You know? You'd be amazed at how many salesmen I come across who have never stepped foot in the car they're actually yeah. selling. It's quite amazing, actually. You, do you know what? But I, I empathize and I respect the scenario, because a lot of the cars are Well, they haven't got a choice. Oh, exactly, that's right. They've got to do yeah. the best with what they've got. Yeah. Which is, which is you know, mm. hey, that's life. But absolutely. Um, but, you know, in order to be, I think, successful in sales, you've got to know your product. Mm. 
people want to find out from you what this product is. Mm. If you don't tell them what they want to hear or what it really is about, mm -hmm. then they're not going to buy from you. This is true. Yeah. You know, I want to buy this table. Where was it made? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but if you tell me it was made from one sheet of aluminium and it was crafted in Italy and it took three months to craft, now I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be expensive. Yeah. You know? <laughs> First <laughs> you thought, know? what kind of deal can I do? Yeah, yeah. I'd love to yeah. give, you automatically have a, have a price in your head what you want to give for it. If you was like, I don't know, I think John got it from down the road. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, I don't even want it now. So, it, so in essence, you can't effectively provide the best in product insight or... Or service. The, these these are not these are not um, glass figurines. These cars. No. They're, they're cars with engines and wheels and gearboxes, and they're meant to be moving. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. We'll talk about flippers market and speculation market shortly. Okay. I want to go back again. All right. To leaving school at twelve, mm -hmm. homeschooled. Mm -hmm. Can you remember the age you sold your first car? Yeah, I remember the car. No way. Yeah, I remember <laughs> the car. I remember the age. Um, so I actually bought my first car before I sold my first car. Okay. Um, but it both happened the same day. What do you mean? So, okay. <laughs> go on, go on. so it's, um, I think I should tell this story. I might get arrested for it. Well, tell it. And if it's I'm terrible, gonna tell, gonna tell it anyway. then I'll edit it out. Yeah. So it's too late now. I think you get like a 10 years. This is a science fiction story anyway. <laughs> this didn't happen. Yeah. So <laughs> allegedly. Yeah. Um, so I was, it was in 2001. It was an M3 E46 2001 on a Y. Okay. Silver car. Yeah. With Laguna Seca interior. Bold. And it was SMG. Bold car. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, guy was based in central London. At the time, they were making like a little bit over list. So, the cost of the car would be about 42 grand back then. And they were making mid 40s, sometimes high 40s, you know. Mm -hmm. So, the car was brand new. It done, I don't know, 100 miles or something. I bought the car for a thousand pounds over list. Okay. So in 2001, I'm 32 this month. I was born in 87. 2001, I was 14. Okay. It was it was Easy. August 2001. So you sold your first car 14. Because in September was the 51 plate. Okay. It was August. I love how this is still in your mind. Yeah. Fresh. Do you know what? How many cars have I sold over the years? Thousands. Thousands. <laughs> I can't remember one I'd done three days ago, but I remember this car. Yeah. And um, I bought the car. And, um, but it was one of them, I used to go and have a look at cars on behalf of my dad and then call him up and say, right, dad, you know, there's a scratch here, there's this here, there's that. And he used to say, okay, well, you know, bid the guy this much and tell him we need to spend this much on it because of the scratch, show him the, what's wrong with it or whatnot. So I never really properly bought my own uh -huh. first deal until this deal, you know? Okay. So bought the car. When I bought the car, it was, you know, it's, I'm 14 years old. It's an M3 E4, E46. E like it's, it's... I think I know what's coming. Go on. So I drove the car home. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, I, dro I, dro I drove the car home. So I said to a driver that I had um, at the time, I can't even remember his name, but I said, um, I said, look, I said, my uncle lives around the corner. He's going to come and drop me off home tonight. I said, so you just leave now. And because I knew he'd tell me that. Yeah. So I said, you just leave now and I'll... Um, I'll catch you tomorrow. Yeah, okay, no problem, no problem. So I've waited 10 or 15 minutes, but 10 or 15 minutes when you're waiting to do something yeah. is like two Eternity. minutes. Eternity, yeah. So I probably waited two minutes. <laughs> so I'm in the car now. All of a sudden, I passed him on the M40. In the, the, the same driver you just yeah, said Yeah, he home. must have pulled over for fuel or for no. a, a wheel or something. Anyway, I, I passed him on the M40. 
Now he's followed me home. We've gone into the gate together. And he's like, Carl, what are you doing? <laughs> so I was like, what? So he said, yeah. you're not old enough to drive. I was like, I am, I'm 18. So he said, no, you're not. Your brother's 18, because my brother's four years older than me. Your brother's 18. <laughs> you're about 12. <laughs> because obviously, yeah. when I was 14, I looked about 12 right. or, or seven. And um, <laughs> then my dad came out, and there was all riots broke loose. But on the way home, I actually sold the car to earn 1,500 pounds. I sold it to... On the drive um, home. On the drive home. Amazing. On the drive home. So that day, was my first... My first proper deal, yeah. bought the car and sold it to earn £1,500. So I sold it to sit in a BMW. That's strong at 14. Yeah. 1500 quid at 14 must have felt like 15 grand. Like, well, you, you know. Or more. Yes and no, because I've been doing it now for a couple of years. Okay. And, you know, so I'm, you're I'm, aware of the margins and yeah, the profits, etc. Yeah. But, but you know, this is your deal. This is your first deal. Yeah, this your, is the one that, deal. you know, no one got a phone call. No one got a, mm. you know, what do you think? Can you help me out? You know, what should I do? Yeah. It was my decision, my deal. That's cool. Done it, sold it, done. Yeah. And then afterwards, I remember my dad going on to me, going like, um, what are you going to do if you get pulled over and blah, 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 blah. You shouldn't do this, shouldn't do that. And I was like, look, I've sold it to have 1,500 quid. And he's like, oh, well, that, was, that was good. <laughs> well done. Same well done. next week. <laughs> and, you know, since then, I'm not going to say I used to do it all the time, but I obviously bought and sold a lot of cars between the age of 14 and 17. So sure. that did occur. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Occasionally. <laughs> so going from, from BMs to what's your first like major standout big boy super or hypercar? Oh dear. Or, is um, it, or, or after that did it all just blend into because your first time's your first time, isn't it? Yeah, after that, it just doesn't really make any difference, does it? Really? Right. There's yeah. no deal that really sticks in my head that I could say, you know, that was the, the car I sold for the most money or whatever. Because once I mean what I've sold cars for, you know, five, six, seven million pounds. Crazy, and the company it? sold cars for 20 million pounds or more. Yeah. Um, it's much of a muchness, you know, it's, it's, it's a car, it's a deal. And so as soon as that's about, done, it's on to the next one. It's yeah, forgot about. next thing. Mm. So, so in this world, I mean, obviously we won't name names, but you and I both know this world is full of characters. Yeah. I mean, the stories alone oh, of some come car to my, deals Come to characters. my office for a week and you'll meet most of them. <laughs> See it all come through. <laughs> yeah. So you once started telling me a story about you going out in a car mm -hmm. and not coming back in the same car. So this, this used to happen quite a lot. Right. Um, so when I was younger growing up, obviously you're young, you go out and, yeah. you know, as you go out, you, Birmingham is quite a... Although it's you know the UK's second largest city, mm. um, it's it's really small when mm. you when you get there. You see right. the same crowd in the same places. People love their cars in Birmingham, and I remember going out a lot younger. I'm 18, 19, whatever. Mm. Every weekend I'm going out. Actually, got a driving license now. Got, no, <laughs> got a driving perfectly license. legal to go out, <laughs> and uh, I used to go in mind not to go out as in right. I'm really looking forward to going out tonight and partying and blah blah blah. I'm going out thinking, right, I'm going to go to this club tonight because I know him, him, and him are going. Yeah. And there's a deal to be done here somewhere. So I'm going to take a Mercilago, whatever it would have been back in the day. Yeah. Because, you know, when you get, every city is the same. When you get in a syndicate of people like that, they all want to outdo each other. Yeah. So if I had the first Mercilago, it's Someone going. Someone wants it. It's going. They want to be seen <laughs> in the first one. So I used to go in a car, park the car outside the club, give the guy in the door 20 quid and um, have a night in there. Sometimes you sell a car, sometimes you wouldn't. 
Most of the time I would. That's but bonkers. This, this one time I went and there was only, I had a, this table in the club and there was over there was some friends that I know. So there's four or five of us, four or five of them. And outside is like a car show. You know, yeah. this is when Birmingham was really in its heyday. You know, it was yeah. you know, three five fives, three sixties, Mercer Lagos, yeah. Glados, whatever you want. They're all there. Scattered down the road. They're all there. And um, I'd done a deal with a guy and I took his car in party. No money's changed hands, by right. the way, but I know them very well. So I said, okay, right, do you want that car? Yeah, okay, deal, done. There's the keys, he's giving me the keys to his car. Right, I'm going home in another car. Okay, that's not too bad, that happens now and again. Whilst I was in the club, I actually sold his car to somebody else in the club. Once again, <laughs> a guy I know really well. Okay, done, pay, pay me on Monday. Yeah, okay, no problem, there's the keys. Take that it actually happened. And I was like, right, I've got to get a cab home now. So like, <laughs> Solid night. Yeah, yeah, good night, good night. As a spot of context, when I was 18, I used to work in a nightclub yeah. collecting glasses and cleaning the toilets. <laughs> well, there you go. So your story is a little bit more inspiring, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> it makes me feel terrible. Well, it's, my, my, I, you know, there's good and bad stories from, <laughs> from, sure. from doing that kind of thing, but yeah, yeah. Vega. So look, you mentioned that your, the first car you sold had a slight premium on it. Yeah. We're in an interesting place in the car world now where, funnily, as of this recording, I think we'll both agree that the car world is in a funny place in that we've just come off the back of riding this 10-year wave of bonkers premiums. Mm -hmm. They're still there in the right new cars, but mm -hmm. we're also on the way down for reasons, God knows what. We'll look back on, on this in five years' time, 10 years' time. We're on the precipice of Brexit, maybe, maybe not happening. Well, right? yeah. We don't want to talk politics because that's boring. Mm -hmm. and we're here, here to talk about cars. But flippers market, mm -hmm. talk to me about that. I mean, because I've bought cars where, I mean, I always buy cars because I like the car. Mm -hmm. I never bought on a car to speculate. And it's a good job because I normally lose on them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but some of the cars you must have seen over the last 10 years where they've, you know, I mean, take, for example, let's look at the cars right in front of us, we've got Bugatti Chiron. Over there, we have a 458 Speciale, and mm -hmm. I believe you have a Zagato um, in right now. Yeah, and we have a Zagato Volante in at the minute, yeah. I mean, premiums on Speciale, when those cars came mm -hmm. out, 90 grand over list? Like I mean, look, yeah. flippers, as they're called, yeah, yeah. Um, they get a lot of stick yeah. from people, and no one understands someone's situation at a time. Sometimes yeah. people don't sell a car when they've got it because just for the premium. Sure. You know, circumstances in their life could, yeah. could have changed. Absolutely. The car could have come six months too late than what they originally told it was, and uh -huh. now they don't want the car. Yeah. So, you know, there's all different stories, and people get tarnished. Oh, you're a flipper. You should be blacklisted. Yeah. Look, I'm a massive fan of a flipper. Because <laughs> <laughs> flipper's your best friend. Flipper's my best friend because, yeah. you know, the, our business is based on selling cars you can't get mm -hmm. or selling cars that show incredible value. Mm. So a car that was 300,000 last year is now 200,000, you know? Yeah. Or a, a car now. that cost 200,000, but it's now three because you can't get them. That's it. So yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's my market. Yeah. Um, so not every flipper is due to being greedy and wanting the cash. Uh -huh. But we have rode this crazy wave of 911Rs yeah. going for 300% over list. Are you for real? Yeah. 550,000, 575,000 I've sold 911 hours for. Um, I mean, and now they're you know, but, in the twos, you know, aren't they? I think everyone knew that, okay, yeah. that car's a great car, but... You well, know. my car, 
behind us yeah. is effectively, I mean, it's, I mean, arguably it has a, uh, this is a, arguably, but it has the better engine. Mm -hmm. It's like an actual derived from a, a cup car engine mm -hmm. and it's a manual mm -hmm. gearbox. Um, you can spec it up to, I think, almost as light as a 911R, I think mm -hmm. so. And so when Porsche launched that car, you know, everyone was like, oh, that's probably the last manual car that Porsche will make because they'd launched the 991 Gen 1 GT3, which was mm -hmm. only available as a twin clutch box. Mm -hmm. And then halfway through that life cycle, they're like, we're going to make a limited edition manual one. When they said they were going to discontinue manuals as of the 997, when RS4 liters, right hand drive are going for 500 grand. Mm -hmm. And then they didn't. <laughs> and then they started making Look, you cars know like that. Man manufacturers play a bigger, a bigger part mm -hmm. in people flipping cars than what the actual flippers do. Because of the hype. They, they build up to it. Mm. They're like, right, we're going to do this special model. Like you say, yeah. we're going to make a 911 R. It's going to be last, last naturally aspirated <laughs> manual yeah. rear wheel drive Porsche that you're ever going to be able to buy ever. Yeah. And we're only making, what, how many of them? 500 of them or something? Is it? No, I think they made yeah, 911 of them. Yeah, no, sorry, 911 of them. Yeah. So, you know, we're limiting it. So automatically, everyone, even if you don't want one. Everyone wants one. You want one because you know this is going to make, this yeah. is going to be big money over yeah. this. They're never going to recreate this car. Yeah until a year later and they brought out a, a GT3 Touring. Yeah. Which looks the same. And you can get in manual. And it is 130 grand. <laughs> I know it's mad, isn't uh, it? I done a video um, for Supercar Driver mm. one day when a 911R first came out. I had a Carrera GT yeah. that was a 9,000 kilometer European Carrera GT. And one of their um, subscribers, who was also a customer of mine, just took delivery of his new 911R. Okay. And they were the same price retail. I mean, in what world? They were, they were 550,000. They were the same price. This isn't going back too long no, ago. No, it's not that long ago. And um, the whole scenario of the video and the, in the mag and stuff was, what would you rather have? And I said to the guy off camera, I said, you want to sell that car, you know? I said, you want to buy the Carrera GT? Yeah. So he said, what do you mean? I said, what, how much, did, how much have you got in that car? 180 grand? Yeah. Like, that's how much you've got in it? Yeah. He said, yeah. I said, like, at the time I asked him for 50,000 pounds yeah. to change from that car to a Carrera GT. I said, I guarantee you a Carrera GT will go up 20% the next three years. Yeah. He was like, don't be mad, don't be mad, don't be mad. What happened? And the rest. A 911R yeah. is now 300 grand. Yeah, at best. And, yeah, at best. Yeah, at best. And a um, Carrera GT is three quarters up to a million. Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. Don't talk to me about that. Correct, <laughs> <you can't. laughs> but that's just an example yeah. of no, it is. You know, the manufacturer um, playing up to these people. And they say, oh, we'll, we'll get upset if you sell the car. Mm. These people are the reason that everyone wants one of these cars because they're gone in a second. Yeah, it's true. This is you it. Know? But now, so this is an interesting time now because I, I'm feeling that we're going the other way. We're sort of dropping off the cliff. Mm -hmm. Manufacturers are making two many cars too many special editions too many, well special editions exactly. in, in, to, to, in to build commas. up to the flippers market yeah it's berserk man i mean i remember when a good supercar had a solid life cycle seven years yeah you know? think about the the mercy lago and the gallardo yeah 10 year life cycle yeah. on that car yeah now, even an aventador yeah aventador's a long 2011 one. that's a strong still making them now yeah absolutely they're rare now. I mean, you know, you've got facelift after special edition, after spider version. I mean, you know, the SVJ crackers. is just such a con. 
It's a sh I, I think it's a sh I don't think it's a shame they made the car. I think it's a shame that they made it in the numbers they're making it. It's a shame they used the J. Yes. Because I had this co uh, the conversation with someone the other day. Think of the cars and the numbers of cars that have been made, mm. that Lamborghini have made bearing the letter J. With a J, yeah. Miura. Super rare, yeah. Diablo. Did they do a Diablo yeah. J? Yeah, yeah. God, there must have been like six of them. Oh, there was a many, <laughs> there was a many. Wow. But these, that's what I'm saying, there were six yeah. of them. Yeah, the Miura, yeah, there was, rare. I think there was three. Miura SVJs. SVJs, wow. And then you've got 900 coupes in an SVJ. 600 roadsters in an SVJ. And 63 that specials That they're of each. owning up to. Well, this is the other thing. I remember when a Mercialago SV was numbered. Yes. They, number 36, is, number right. 132. Um, These cars are not numbered anymore. No, they're not, no. They're, they're one of, aren't they? You know. One of... One of 3,000. One of shitloads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One, of, one of a truckload for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, but, but I think... The, the ecosystem and the, the clients are starting to wise up to it because in what world would an SVJ six years ago not be going for 90, 80 grand over list? Now they're list, if not discounts. They're discounts. Discounts. Yeah. yeah. Right. I could supply anyone today yeah. with a new or nearly new SVJ at a discount from list. Bonkers, isn't it? And we're in a right-hand drive market. So think yeah. what the left-hand drive market's like. Where there's more of more them. More of them. Yeah. 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 It's scary, man. You know. So in a weird way, going back to the speculators and the flippers market, those people aside where circumstances change and they need to get out of it, fair enough. I'm hoping this really affects the flippers market and it frees up allocations and build slots for people who actually want to drive the car. So this week, I was online looking for a Wysark pack Gen 2 GT3 RS. And they've just released a second production wave of these cars. Um, and I mean, my dealer, I think they got allocated an extra three, so they're mm -hmm. super rare. You go on pissing there's like five of them, you know, and they're a quarter of a million quid. Now, these cars are 180 at best, you know, and I'm like, who's buying a Wysark Pack GT3? Bearing in mind they are limited, they're hard to get hold of. I'm putting it out of there straight away. There's a lot of them out there. There's a yeah. lot of them. There's a lot of everything out there. Yeah. And it's such a shame for someone who wants to just go and rag the Nürburgring in one and really use it, who missed out on a slot, you know, versus those who have just decided to get one because they can, because they might have ordered 20 KNs on yeah, fleet. Yeah. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 <laughs> on fleet yeah, and then yeah. gone, oh, yeah, I'll, t I'll take that and then yeah. flip it. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's an odd one. There's no right or wrong because, as you say, it's what keeps the world go around. It is. It's yeah. what keeps the world going around. If every car was sold to an end user who kept it for a year or 12 months or yeah. two years or whatever, yeah. I'd be skint. Up <laughs> so, the creek, as it yeah. were. Yeah. So <laughs> I, need, I need these guys to want to sell the cars. Yeah. Um, like I say, not all of them have that in mind. Right. But you know, do you know how many phone calls I get from people? And I'm pretty blunt and straightforward because I don't like educating people mm. on business because I've had to find out the hard way. I've mm. had to make mistakes and find out what's good, what's bad, and what's not. So someone just thinks, oh, you know what? I'm call up Carl and ask him what this is worth. Yeah. And not even offer him to buy it. So I get phone calls all the time from people saying, hi, how you doing? Yeah, my name's John Smith. And I, I can get a Aston Martin Valkyrie. Um, I can get the order, the order's done. How much money will you now give me? 
So they, they offer you their slot. They've offered me a slot that's two years away from yeah. being done. So like, so you don't, you don't even want to take a chance for your money. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't even want to take any kind of chance. Yeah. And um, I get offered things like that all the time. And one thing I say to people is that if you can't give me a chassis number mm. or a delivery date within three weeks of this conversation, ah, I'm right, not interested. Yeah. And you know, you'll be amazed how many people come back with a chassis number. Zero. Really? What they're trying to do is think, right, should I order this car? Right. Yeah. Let me see how much I can make of it now. Those people get on my nerves. I, I bet. You know, because I'm, I'm educating educate Time wasting them. as well. A lot of them are car dealers. You're kidding me. Yeah, so <laughs> trying to sell to another car dealer. No, just trying to find out what they're worth. No. Yeah. I had, a, I had, a, I had a, a dealer's number call me up. So obviously our phone system is yeah. like recorded, call screen, yeah, yeah, like everything. everything. <laughs> yeah, you can't call me without me knowing where you are, where yeah. you live, what your wife's name is. <laughs> like, I, I, I got everything. And I had the, a dealer's number call me up, trying pretending to be a, a private guy. Hi, I can't remember what car it was, some car. Yeah. And I actually said, is this such and such a dealer? Yeah. And he was like, no. <laughs> I'm like, well, okay, it well, your number's, just come the same through, number. your number's just come through on the phone, so I'm going to call you straight back. Yeah. Called them back. Called back. And it was there, and I was like, how embarrassing. How embarrassing. You know? Oops. So, don't get me well, wrong. Yeah. I have a lot of, I have a lot of um, friends in yeah. the car business that um, we, bounce, we bounce stuff off of each other mm. and say, look, you know, you've got one of these cars. I'm about to take one in stock. Are they easy enough to shift? I haven't had one for a few mm. months. And they'll say, talk. I've, got it, that, I've got it lodged. I can't give it away. Yeah, yeah. Then you're like, okay, well, now I know to value it a bit harder than yeah. what I normally would. But, you know, it's openly. You're openly talking. Yeah, it's much better that way, surely. Of course it is. You know, you know yeah, be listen, just transparent. Be, just be in anything in life. Just be straight. Just, yeah. be, just, be, just be open about it. So, look, you just, you just sold, and I'm not sure if it's a touchy subject yet or not, but you just sold your Veyron. <laughs> yes, I have. On that topic, do you still like cars? Do you know do you, what? Do you, this is a weird question. Do you enjoy driving cars? Are you a petrol head? Okay, so um, <laughs> the answer to that question, before I owned my Veyron, I had that car for nearly four years. Um, the answer to that question would be, mm, I can come really? and go about them. Don't really care. I've never been attached to a car, yeah. but I was attached to that car. Like, yeah. massively attached to that car. And... I wasn't even really thinking about selling it. And then an opportunity arose where I could sell it for the right money, you know, what it was worth. Mm. And it would be a quick, simple, straightforward deal, which is not common to come across, you know? Really? Yeah. So, you know, and I'll always say this to somebody when I'm selling like a stock car, mm. like when they say, what's the best deal? I'm like, okay, how easy is it going to be? Right. Is it subject to you putting your mother-in-law through finance? Right, okay. Or is it subject to... Here's my card, it's in my hand, I give you a deposit. So in a weird way, it's kind of like buying a house. It's like, is there a chain? Exactly. Will anyone fall through exactly. on this? Exactly. So I need to get that established before I start talking numbers. I had a phone call and it was, look, I can buy. I want to buy your car. Yeah. This is how much I want to pay. I've seen it. I know it's, you know, it's good. beautiful. They've seen me obviously around London and stuff. I'm always in it. Yeah. Um, and it just seemed like the right thing to do. But it's been one of them. I never have seller's remorse, you know. We've sold cars for a quarter of a million pounds that are now worth two and a half million pounds. Cars for two million pounds that are now worth 20. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, you can never get yeah. seller's remorse. And, but, and I haven't, but it has 
sparked that love again for me for cars because once it's gone i miss it where do you go what do you swap a chiron for like where do you go from there like i mean equally there's definitely an argument for you in your situation do you need a car well, no. Because we in a way, you, you own 60, 60 supercars. <laughs> you own 60 yeah. super and hypercars. So yeah. Do you need one? No. Equally, I mean, I'm in a fortunate place where manufacturers and brands, they give me cars yep. all the time. Okay. Um, and sometimes they give them to me for a long time. I mean, I've just had a Bentley Continental GT for six months. McLaren gave me a 720S for three months. Um, and these cars, it's very nice to have. And to anyone listening they're like dream scenario mm -hmm. and it is but honestly after a while it's like i've made the content with it because ultimately they're not giving me they're not giving these cars to me for fun no. they want me to give them exposure of and course. reviews and content yeah, yeah. so i'm like okay i've ticked all, the, all those boxes all of the content's made what's it like to live with etc etc now the benefit is putting miles on someone else's car mm -hmm. outside of that i have no attachment to this car because i didn't spec it mm -hmm. i didn't choose it mm -hmm. the emotional journey of purchasing a car makes it yours and after a while, I'm like, I'll just get in my car, which is so hard to wrap your head around not being able. I mean, someone gave you a supercar to stick on your drive. I, I found myself driving my own cars, which yeah. I paid for, will affect my own pocket, but I'm emotionally attached to them. So this is why the Veyron meant so much to me. Mm. It wasn't so much the car. It was, for me, it was the achievement. Interesting. Like, I okay. remember driving down the road one day with my wife, and um, at the time I owned one of my childhood favorite cars which was a lamborghini contash cool just going back to my childhood for yeah, a yeah, second absolutely um when kids used to watch the little mermaid or or the lion king or whatever i i used to go to bed and w want to watch the cannibal run with john as soon as you said contash like, yeah, so yeah, yeah the black contash yeah. was for me that's a lovely car that's that is nice isn't spec. it that is lovely 19 plate that's really nice for anyone listening to the audio and not the visual a very nice, I think that looks like a pearlescent white. Yeah, that's a pearlescent white. Super fast. Just with a fast. factory grey stripe. That's a beautiful car. Yeah, that's lovely. Um, so <laughs> I, used to, I used to watch the Cannibal Run yes. over and over and over and over and over and over. And the two birds driving the black Contash, <laughs> like that was it for me. Like that, <laughs> that, was, was, that, that was, was the dream. That was it. So um, an opportunity came up where I was offered a 4,000 mile, one owner from new, um, Contash 5000S, which is the one I wanted. Didn't want a QV, mm -hmm. did not want an anniversary. Okay. Wanted the 5000S with a spoiler in black, <laughs> which UK supplied. Yeah. It's like, I can't believe this. And then I was like, I bet this is done like a million kilometers because we're all in kilometers. Of course. And I said, um, okay, how many miles is it done? It's like 4,000 miles, 6,000 kilometers. I paid stupid money over the odds because I was thinking with my heart and my head, bought the car and Drove it once, and it was the worst driving experience I've ever had in my life. I'll never do that again. <laughs> like they, are, they are categorically the worst car I've ever driven. They do say, don't meet your heroes. It's the worst car I've ever driven in my life. I loved owning it. All my Did friends it, I mean, they've got the those car. absurdly offset driving positions. Can't see a thing. Yeah, terrible. Forwards or backwards. Yeah. You just can't see a thing. And even when you do get them rolling, dynamically, I mean... You need absurd. to be five foot seven with extremely long legs. I mean, How does that work? I don't want to jump to any conclusions, <laughs> but I'm not sure that, that fitted you too no, well. No, <laughs> it didn't fit me. I'm, I am five foot seven, but oh, okay. my legs are a bit shorter. <laughs> um, so anyway, I'm driving along with my wife, and I just agreed to sell this contest. And I don't really want, I actually doubled my money on the car in two years. Wow. Um, and I paid a stupid price for it, but yeah. I, it was the you best. You wanted it, yeah. And the same reason, when I sold it, the guy wanted the best. 
So it just shows you the best will always make the best money. Yeah. And um, driving along the road, and I said to my wife, I was 27. I said to my wife, I said, by the time I'm 30 years old, I said, I'm going to have a Veyron as my daily car, as my usable yeah. car. And actually your car. Yeah. Not, Obviously, not... I bought and sold a million Veyrons. Sure. But, you know, I wanted, it's not for sale, it's my car. And eight months later, I bought this Veyron. That's b berserk. So I gave myself yeah. two and a half years, and eight months later, I, I had this Veyron. That's amazing, eh? The story that went along with it just added to why I was so emotionally attached to this car. Yeah. Um, done a few naughty things in tracking someone's number down who owned the car okay. from somewhere. They yeah. shouldn't have gave me his number, but they did. Yeah. And... Um, <laughs> The guy got very, very, very offensive when I, when I called him out the blue and said, all right, mate, do you want to sell your car? Yeah. Russian guy, oh. UK-based. Yeah. Um, couldn't speak a word of English. Long story short, tried to buy the car for a, a month or so. Then I was offered the car by um, Bugatti Germany. This oh. car was not on the market. Oh, weird. But I was offered the car then by Bugatti Germany. So I was like, this car must be, yes. this guy must want to sell this car. He's told yeah. me he doesn't want to sell it, but he must want to sell it. So I always tried to tell you in Russia. Yeah, yeah. So I called the guy again and he was rambling on and he was with um, like his translator or someone who spoke English. Okay. So I said, look, I'm not a time waster. I've been giving your number through a mutual friend that we have, which I was. Um, I want to buy this car. I like the color. It was the color that done it for me. Yeah. I could have bought 10 different cars. Sure. I wanted that one. Yeah. UK supplied and the color. And... He, the guy put the phone down. He called, I put an offer to him. He put, he'd never even said anything. He just put the phone down. <laughs> he called me back at five o'clock that night. It was a Friday night. Five o'clock that night yeah. in February. Right. He called me back and he said, I won't mention the name, but Mr. Bloggs, yeah. should you say, <laughs> um, said, if you're interested in buying his car, he'll see you this evening in Vienna. This evening? Yeah, in Vienna. Right. So I'm like, okay. So at the time, I had a 991 Turbo S, which, by the way, is the most incredible car in the world. Yeah. To get from A to B. They're amazing, aren't they? It's just amazing. Yeah, what yeah, a car. Yeah. And I've got my debit card and my passport. Okay. And I'm driving this went... car, and I don't know which airport I'm going to, where I'm going. I'm on the phone to my PA, and I'm like, get me a flight get tonight. A I need to get to Vienna. Because I'm thinking, if I can't get there, I'm just going to drive there. Yeah. Like, I'm in a Turbo S. Like, <laughs> I'll make it. <laughs> I can do this. Anyway, got me a flight from um, Stansted. Got okay. to Stansted, got on an airport, landed at 12 o'clock at night. Yeah. Got to the Kapinski Hotel, which is where the car was kept. Right. In the middle of Vienna. Which is beautiful. So when I'm yeah. at the airport, they've picked me up in this Mercedes V-Class. Tell me it was blacked out. Blacked, blacked out. out. This guy's in there with two bodyguards. This is becoming more and more like a Bond film. Yeah. This, this is why Carl is on the show. But I am absolutely <laughs> shitting Ricking myself it. at yeah, this yeah. point. Like, I'm like, I don't know this guy. I don't know what I'm doing here. You know, I'm ready to send someone some money very quickly, but... <laughs> Just to get out of here. It could be for <laughs> ransom. <laughs> Not a day run. Yeah. Um, anyway, long story short, like, I, I like to have a good time. So I like to... I'm not all formal, as yeah. obviously you can... Yeah. You, from the times that we've spent with each other, you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm talking to this guy and he can't speak a word of English, but we're getting on, although we can't communicate with each other. So we've got these two bodyguards that took me downstairs in this um, hotel, which I found out afterwards was his. 
His hotel? Yeah. Oh, wow. He owned the building that yeah. let out to, to the Kapinski. Yeah. Anyway, there's the car. He's pulled the cover off. As soon as I've seen it, I'm like, I'm like oh, oof. yes. So the translation was there, and he said, if you're true to your word, Mr. Bloggs, yeah. it's happy to shake your hand. So he's put, he's put his hand out, shook his hand, deal done. Amazing. So he said to me, in his Russian yeah. hand language way, let's go for a drink. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> I think I need this one. This sounds like a night. I think yeah. I need one. Anyway, four o'clock in the morning, was up to drinking vodka yeah. shots, four o'clock in the morning. The next morning, all I wanted to do was get out of Dodge. I just wanted to get in this car yep. and to get out of Vienna. I wanted right. to pay this guy. Get but then drunk. again, I didn't want to pay him. I wanted the keys yeah. because I thought, I'm going to pay this guy and he's just going to yeah. send it. one of his bodyguards. In his basement. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> the guy was a million percent. So, I mean, never judge a book by his cover. He yeah, was yeah. just such the nicest guy, nicest guy in the world. Um, I sent the money. Amazing. He didn't believe that I was going to send the money. He's serious? Yeah. You know, his translator said to yeah. me afterwards, like, he didn't think that that would that would happen. It would happen as you know as easily and as yes. swiftly as that. Yeah, yeah. I had the money, and I I drove home and I drove the car. So now I'm in this Veyron. That I'm so like you drove it absolutely home from Vienna. Yeah, so that I, I'm absolutely cool. buzzing. Buzzing that I'm now in this car yeah. because for me it's like out of all the Veyrons that we've had <laughs> for bonkers, business, mate. this, this is, is like bonkers. Yeah. this is it for me. Right, and <laughs> like I feel like I've reached a goal in my life. You know, oh, I said I wanted major. to do this. I said I wanted to do this and fuck you, I've done it. Here it you is. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm driving, driving through the Alps. I'm driving and I don't know where I'm going. I have no clue where I'm going. So I'm thinking that, do I want to drive this car back? You know, we're going to put so many more miles on it. It's snowing at this point. It's February. Of course, it's February. Yeah. What, do I, what do I do? Perfect. So I'm calling a few friends of mine. And I'm like, right. Do you know anybody in Switzerland, <laughs> in France, in Germany, Austria, wherever. anywhere that I can leave this car with? So one guy's called me and he's like, yeah, look, he's a mate of a mate. <laughs> this is a good start. <laughs> he's a mate of a mate. I know lives, this bloke. He lives in Munich. Right. Um, take it to Munich. Honestly, he said, put the car down to me. He's a million percent. So I said, okay, no problem. Turned up at this, <laughs> this guy's... so random. Turned up at this guy's house yeah. in Munich, who I've never met before. He was an English guy, so that helped. Okay. Because I thought if yeah. this guy No more language English, barriers. How weird is this going to be? <laughs> All right, mate, here's the key to my Bugatti. You know? <laughs> so I, um, I turned up at this guy's house and like had a bit of chat with him. Yeah. He seemed a nice guy. I had a few nice cars as well. And I stored it with him for like three weeks until I could get the transport company to, to pick the car up. But I, I'd done, like, it was like 600 kilometers from right. Vienna to Munich. Yeah, yeah. In the snow. So I went Amazing. down the autobahn, which yeah. was great. Which it, was, it wasn't snowing then. It was only when I got into Munich it was snowing. Right. I'm going down the autobahn and I've been in the car now for about an hour and a half. So I'm like, I'm proper familiar, I'm familiar with the car. With the car yeah. and I'm, you know, so I'm like, right. Let's have it. <laughs> Let's see what this has got. <laughs> so blipped it a few times. Like, just to feel it. Yeah, and I was like, it. oh, my God, this thing is amazing. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you've ever driven a Veyron at high speeds. No, I've driven a Chiron at high speed. Well, it's, the same, it's the That's same a very similar thing. thing. I mean, yeah. it's just the I've noise. I've driven a Veyron, but not high speed. Yeah, the turbo noise yeah. and everything. It's like, it's just amazing. It's, just like, it's not even like driving any car I've ever driven. No, they've got they're such a unique... It's all intake, isn't it? It's yeah, like, yeah. It, it, sounds like, it sounds like Darth Vader. Yeah. Like, dragging a fat cigar. It's just like, it's an amazing thing. So um, I'm driving down the autobahn and next thing you know, up my ass, I've got 
like an S-class Merc. Yeah. And I'm doing like 160. Yeah. And I've got this, yeah, it's yeah. on my, I'm not, it ain't behind me, it's, it's on, on my bumper. Like get out of the way car. So I'm yeah. like, I'm not pulling over for no S-class, I'm in a Veyron. <laughs> <laughs> I put my foot down and yeah. this is the fastest I've ever been in the car. Right. And I can't tell you how fast it was because I don't know. But I know when I got to 200 miles an hour, I seen it get to 200. Yeah. And I then took my eyes off the speedo and just concentrated on the road. Yeah. And my foot was down flat for another maybe five, six seconds. Yeah. And the difference between 200 and where I finally got to might have been 215, might have been 220. It felt like double the speed. It's unreal. You know, when you go past that When barrier, you go past 200, things it's are almost, it's like, it's like warp speed. Yeah. And... I slowed down. I took my foot off the accelerator and just now I'm like one hand on the steering wheel doing like 170 because it just <laughs> it feels so much slower. It just felt like I was going at no speed. Yeah. And this S class is up my ass again. Still on it. Flashing me. Anyway, so I did. I pulled over. As I pulled over, there's these two guys dressed in suits. They're having a chat just as they're coming as they past along. me. Yeah. Like just, just like having a conversation and they're just <laughs> bombing down this God. road. <laughs> I like had to pull over for a cigarette. Like I need, I was having a nervous breakdown I at that point. Thought you just been out in a fighter jet. <laughs> yeah, just a complete bag of nerves, you know. Amazing. But yeah, there's so many stories I had with that car that yeah. just amounted not to so much owning the car, but there were memories that I had. Yeah. It was almost like being with, you know, having a first wife or something. You yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay, it ended in divorce. A lot but of the time, we had it some is... good times. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's not always the the car being a good car it's the what you've done in it yeah so i've i've only ever re regretted selling two cars mm -hmm. okay um one was i bought a, a bmw 1m right? oh yeah yeah and that's that car came off the back of me crashing and writing off a 430 scuderia mm -hmm. right to the detriment i was quite young at the time and my insurance was just like, <laughs> forget it, mate. Like, yeah. like, give yourself a break. Go and buy something sensible. And this, the one M had launched. And I was like, sounds good. Sounds quick and entertaining mm -hmm. enough. I'll just take it. Transpired, it's one of the best cars I've ever driven. One Great of the best cars car. I've ever owned. Um, I did 25,000 miles in it. And I got back what I paid for it. Yeah, which and makes it even nicer. Which, yeah, which makes it even <laughs> nicer. And I literally furnished my house because I was, I was buying this house and I was yeah, like, yeah. I need to get some cash out. Yeah, yeah. Furnished the uh, house. So I sold this 1M and, I, and fair enough, I furnished the uh, uh, house, but that car is, is such a wicked little package. Yeah. And even since the, the M2's launch, it's not the same. It's like- well, That's the original, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but the 1M is such a parts bin special because it was like made of M3 and M4 parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so they're like, oh, one series chassis, let's stick some M Great suspension chassis, on yeah, it. that's the thing Mega with that chassis, car. and it was just a little animal, short yeah, the wheelbase. pocket rocket. That was a great car, and it came off the back of unfortunate circumstances, which turned out to be great, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the second one, and I've never spoken about this on camera because I know my audience is like, told you so, was my last speciality. And the irony of that is that that was my second speciality because, because I missed my first one so much. Mm -hmm. But I sold out of that because I bought this place and mm -hmm. I needed some cash. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I bought an F12 TDF. Yeah. That wasn't the car. It was the so things I did with it. So you sold a speciality because you needed some cash but bought a TDF. Yes. <laughs> well, I wouldn't have sold it if it was like... I, I would have kept the Speciali and the 
TDF. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't for this place. Yeah, of course. But I was like, ah, oh, this is an opportunity. I should do it. And I can't yeah. justify the TDF and this and a speciality and all the rest of the well, stuff look, that's going just, on at that time. As, it's the same it's as anything. Uh, you no, one, no one's got all the funds in the world. No. You know, and that's it. You, you, know, you have to make some sacrifices. Yeah. You're obviously, you've done the, the, oh, the unthinkable thing of sacrificing a speciality <laughs> for a TDF. I mean, I don't know how you can sleep at night. It's, it's not that. It was going back to your point, it's the memory associated yeah, with the car. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. specialities. There's two here. Yeah. You know, it's not a problem. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you wanted to get another speciality, mm -hmm. that speciality, I sent it to Dubai mm -hmm. and I had these amazing adventures with mm -hmm. that car. You know, I did 10,000 miles in it. I mean, you know, to take your, your UK registered right-hand drive car around Abu Dhabi, like Yaz Marina race circuit, right? That is amazing. Mm -hmm. Just driving it past the shard. It's like mm -hmm. such a juxtaposition of mm -hmm. something you're so familiar with, so far from home, yeah. and driving it through the desert. You know, I, mean? I got pictures with it next to camels in the desert. Yeah, it's just yeah, the craziest yeah, thing. Yeah. And it was also, and this is the thing that upsets me the most, it was the car that I gave to my best man when I got married. Yeah. And he drove it to the wedding, yeah. you know. And so I've got all these really cool pictures yeah, of this car yeah. that I no longer have to get into a car, which I'm yet to do anything exciting with. Mm -hmm. So TDF, I need to send it somewhere and do some crazy adventures so I can offset that. You know. You see, I always thought to myself, and, you know, it's, I suppose in me, it's the... It's the dealer and businessman that's in me rather than the real mm. car enthusiast, which gets back to what we talked about earlier. Mm. Um, you know, I had plans in my own head of taking my son to his first day of school in my Veyron. Veyron. You know what I mean? Or yeah, yeah. anymore. You know, totally. so it's things like that why I miss the car. And I think, you know, mm. I don't have seller's remorse. It, for me, I felt it was the right decision at the time, whether mm. that time was a minute long, which it probably was. <laughs> I'm enough. a very impulse person. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was the right decision at the time, and I stuck by it. And I'm one of them. I've always been brought up with, you know, the, the attitude of, if you're going to do it, do it. Hmm. You know, don't think about doing it. You can't have the car and the money. Mm -hmm. You know, you either keep the car, and forget about it, yeah. or you sell it. Yeah. <laughs> it one is or the that other. binary, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's that's the only way. It's like, that's why we can make such an instant decision when we're buying your car. Yeah. Is, this is what I want to pay. I'll pay it now. Yeah, that's true. I'm not here tomorrow when you want to sell it, when you've called everyone else in the country and they won't buy it. I'm not here. It's now. Yeah. And that's what I'm like. You know, yeah. you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Yeah. And I made a decision. I sold the car. I feel like it was the right thing to do. But then I can think about it for two minutes and think, you know, I wish I didn't do that. Yeah. I am, I mean, I am generally, other than the emotional connection with cars, I'm generally, a, I don't look backwards that often. No, you Very can't. rarely. You can't do anything about it. It's done. It's done. You know, you can learn from it. And if no you're one put a, a gun to your head. Well, that's right. And so you you done, do, you, at the end of the day, you've done what you've done for a reason. That's it. Because you felt yeah. it was the right thing to do. You're not yeah. going to do anything knowing this is the wrong thing to do. This no, is the wrong thing to do. No, uh, of course not. Yeah. And ultimately, look, selling a car is not, I mean, look, it's resulted in a good thing. Yeah. But from the emotional connection yeah. to it i'm like man and every now and again because you know we're in this era now where every every photo you've ever taken stays on your phone you know? yeah, <laughs> yeah. And every now and again I'll, I'll i'll be flicking through trying to find a picture of something else and i'll find a picture of that car and i'm doing something really cool in a foreign land that i'm like <laughs> you know what i mean like, oh, well looks so good. my car's staying around london cool that's where the owner lives so one day and get my bike back yeah I've, I, I, and, and i will i will, will have you? that car back will you that's yeah, cool. definitely interesting definitely yeah. And he's promised me before, I mean, he's not going to sell it anytime soon. Right. Okay. But he's promised me when he does, I'm his first Your call. first dibs. And do you think it'll be a two million quid car then? 
you know what? I think that car, you, you know, it's such a crazy world, so I can't put a time on it. But I think you've got things like a 250 GTO, mm. a McLaren F1, mm. and uh, Veyron's next in line. Yeah. Like, uh, I really do. I also feel um, it was the first of its kind. That's you know, why. It was very much, I mean, look, that Chiron there exists because of that car. Exactly. You know, it was the blueprint and I've the foundation. Had, I've had of that the conversation car. loads. Mm. It was easy to build that Chiron. Yeah, absolutely. Because you took the blueprints of a Veyron and go, right, how can we make this better? Let's turn it up a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. With a Veyron, it's like, right, we need a pencil. The car, the category didn't exist then. No. And if it, and if it did in terms of speed, it definitely wasn't there in terms of, okay, you can, all of the performance in the world that you can take to Tesco. Mm -hmm. That was the major thing, really. I used to take my car to the gym daily. That's bonkers. I used to drive it everywhere. To the gym. Yeah, to Rocking the gym. Rocking up daily. to the gym in a yeah. Veyron. Yeah. Only this. People must have hated like you. Like this, like, little, like, Weightlifters gym. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't no like David Lloyd's <laughs> premium. Just some, it was just some back street. Yeah, it's a gym I go to now. It's a, it's a great gym, but yeah. what I'm saying is it's a real rough and ready gym, and mm. that's the way I like it. <laughs> and um, you know, I, I listen. I, I take all cars there now. I've took all sorts of course, there. Yeah. Um, and th my enjoyment out of a car is like like when you said earlier, you've got 60 cars essentially. Yeah. You can drive what you want when you want. I have the attention span of a goldfish. So some days I feel like, you know what? I haven't drove a nice car for a while. I'm going to take the P1 to the gym. It's three miles away. Three miles there, three miles back. By the time I've got back, yeah. I've got it out of my system. Yeah, it's, your fix is catered for. Exactly. I've got it out of my system. I don't mm. necessarily need to go and do a thousand miles on a road trip yeah. to, to, to enjoy it. I've enjoyed it. I've sat in traffic for 10 minutes. I've got yeah. it out of my system. <laughs> I've got it out of my system now. Now I need to go to work. You know? So outside of your love for... The Veyron, and yeah. and and as a result of your environment being mostly treating cars as buying and selling, mm -hmm. there must still be a car that you're like, yeah. Uh, I, I is get... it is it the is it one of the 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 big boy cars, or is there a car out there where you're just like, you know what, I just really love driving. You know what? Since I'm gonna let everyone into a little insight here, and you as well. Go on. This this is first first exclusive on the, content on the, on the full chat <laughs> JWW <laughs> insight. So the next car that I buy, everyone keeps asking what you're replacing it with, what you're replacing it with. Uh -huh. Now I've got a few things in mind that I've yeah. mentioned to nobody. Okay. But I'm go I think I'm going to go something completely different because okay. where do you go from a Veyron? Well, I t this is it because it's in a category of its well, own. Well, the, the, main, the, the main answer from that would be a Chiron. Okay, you love mm. Bugatti as a brand, which I do. Mm. Um, they make great cars. Chiron is the bigger and better version of a Veyron. I don't like the Chiron as much as the Veyron. That's interesting. Do you know what is interesting about that? You're not the first owner, which I've heard say that. Yeah. It's very easy for people flicking through Instagram to be like, oh, Chiron. Oh, it's a new thing Latest out and Chiron. 500 more brake yeah, horsepower. Yeah, I've spoken to know? a fair few owners, amazingly, of, of Veyrons. And, uh, you know, even those that had them and, and don't have them, so they're not entirely biased. And uh, they're all like, yeah, it's not, it's not the original. So it's not no. got. I've I've had Chirons. We've mm. we've we've bought and sold a couple of Chirons, mm. and yeah, I've drove them, and they're they're. I mean, marvelous. Berserk, absolutely quick. incredible car. Yeah. But you know what? It just doesn't feel like a Veyron. It's interesting. You know, it, it just yeah. doesn't feel like. Like I've done a lot of miles in my Veyron. I've yeah. done eight thousand miles in my Veyron. Did you? Which is for someone who owns a Veyron quite a lot. It, people yeah, don't absolutely. don't use these no. cars. They're scared to use them. I don't know why. They're the most over-engineered car in the world. <laughs> they are bulletproof. Like aren't they? these things yeah. are never going to go wrong. Amazing. And um, I just think, 
I almost feel like I'd be going backwards yeah. in a Chiron. Yeah. So I want to go with something completely different. Go on. And it's nothing's finalized yet. Okay. Um, but I'm on the lookout. Yeah. For a very specific go on. 300 SL Goldwing. That is different. And that is hyper cool. Yeah. It's that's just very it's, cool. It's just, I've got to step away from hyper. That's, that's cool. I've got to step away because I've done yeah. that. And in okay. my opinion, I've done the elite. I've done yeah. the top notch. It was the fastest car in the world for how long? Lo oh, I mean, up until 10, 12 years. Few it was the fastest years car ago. In the world, yeah, absolutely. Which in, yeah, in, in the car world is like an eternity. eternity. Yeah. Um, it, it, it was incredible. And I just don't feel like anything's going to give me that buzz unless it's something completely, completely opposite. Completely different. Yeah. So you uh, stepping into a classic. I never would have thought I'd, I'd have seen look, a day. I know now. it's going to drive dreadful. Every classic drives dreadful. It doesn't matter. You, when you I get in a car like that, car. you approach it with a different mindset. Yeah. You're not getting in it thinking how quick and what kind of yeah, lap time am I going to set, you know, set yeah. up with this car. I just want, you know, I just, I just love, I've, I've had some great examples over the years that I've sold in today's market for absolute peanuts compared to what they're worth. Yeah. Um, but it's just, to look at, it's one of my all-time favorite cars. They are stunning, aren't they? They're similar-ish money to a Veyron as well. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. They're, like, they're like a million quid or, yeah. or a touch more for a good one. Um, and that's of an age which is going to definitely hold solid, if not go up as well. I think how cool are you for you and your wife to go somewhere in a black 300 SL? I mean, black, red leather? Black, red leather, oh, red man. suitcase. Yeah, that's the one. You've got to have suitcase. the suitcases in the back. The tartan yeah. cushions. <laughs> yeah. Just, that's as cool as it gets. I'm not even going to lock the door because yeah. the locks don't work. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, yeah mate, there's the that's keys. That's as cool as it gets. You do well if you can start it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That, but you know, I'm oh, just amazing. I'm going to go more down that path. I think beautiful, beautiful um, thing. Yeah. You know, you know, I, you said to me earlier, Carl, why do you even want to buy anything else? Well, I, I, you just took the words out of my mouth again. It's not like you're not going to be able to have access to other yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, so I don't know even if that's the case. But mm. that's in the back of my mind, and that's the route. I'm, you know, I could come back with something completely of the same category, yeah. but completely different. You know, yeah, a, yeah, absolutely. A DB4 or DB5 or something like that, but you know I don't love them. SLs. I cool. love a 300 SL. 300 SLs cooler. Gullwing. And I don't like the Roadster. No, no. Gullwing. It's got to have the, the, the really the doors are the, are the most iconic feature of it. You know. I think the roof is the most iconic feature Beautiful of thing. it. Beautiful. When you stand behind that car, yeah, and you look at the roof, it's actually got a roof scoop that goes into the back of the car, like yeah. an outlet for aerodynamics. Yeah. You, no one's ever seen that until until I tell you that it's got it. You, right. you never look at it. And then you look at it, and the way the the way the the roof comes up from the back wings, yeah, it's just the I, think it's, of it. I think it's absolutely amazing. I know this is a just, super cliche statement, but they really don't make them like they don't they make them to, like they used to. You know, that car thing. will do 155 miles an hour in I mean, 1956. No thanks, I wouldn't fancy doing it, but yeah, but cool. No way, well, <laughs> yeah. you'd never stop with them drum no, brakes. I know drum brakes as well, <laughs> yeah. but that's the thing, isn't it? You're approaching it with a different mindset and a yeah. completely different experience, and that's cool. It's nice. just, a t I call it a turn-up car. Yeah. You turn <laughs> up in yeah, that Yeah, that you arrive in. You don't drive it Here there. I am. You, no, you, you, you drive your other car it. there. <laughs> you, you get 500 you yards away from the destination, and then you turn up yeah. in the 300 SL. Brilliant. Like and you that. never use the suitcases. No, no. Bag. They're just there Because it's cost show. you 15 grand to restore it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you just, that's just yeah. there full they, time. Straps down yeah. permanently. It doesn't even open. No, no. You know. So what's, what's, what's next for Carl Hartley, or Hartleys in general? Well, we, the business is expanding and expanding and expanding as mm. the years go on, which we've always done. Mm. 
the new showroom that we've just built, we, you know, I keep calling it the new showroom. We've been in it now for six months, so it needs yeah. to just really be called yeah. the showroom. But yeah, it's our, still new, it's still fresh. Yeah, it's great. Our great new place. showroom has given us um, a lot more opportunity to yeah. stock more cars and give someone a different environment in order to buy a car. I mean, it's just, it, you know, it, compare it to, to like here. Yeah. You know, you've got this lovely lounge and, and these lovely desks and chairs and coffee machines and stuff. People are not coming here. For, they're not getting a car wash vibe, are they? No, you know, no, no, it's not a car wash. The, we do do a car wash. That's what I'm saying. Earlier when um, you said, I said, well, you know, yeah. what exactly are you doing here apart from PPF? You said, Carl, we do car wash if yeah, you want us it's to. Gen I mean, really, it, it is car care. Yeah. But car wash here will cost you 150 quid. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not the best place It'd to be go for a car wash. It. Yeah, you'd be amazed at how many people yeah. come here yeah, yeah. for a car wash. I'd bring my car here. Yeah, yeah, yeah turn up. I mean, the car wash isn't five minutes. You know, that's why you enjoy yeah, yeah. the lounge and yeah. it, you know, it's great. So same thing with the new show. So we're expanding mm. and, um, you know, the, uh, the, the, the main object is, you know, we're all in business to make money, but money doesn't really, for me, give me loads of imp inspiration. Okay. What gives me inspiration is I grew up um, watching how hard my dad worked uh -huh. to keep the Tom Hartley name at the top of the UK's yeah. supercar independent supercar business and obviously we're partners we're uh -huh. completely 50 50 and he um a lot of people assume that you know he doesn't have much input anymore but he does i mean yeah, he, sure. he, he he just in a different way you know he's he's there 24 7 you know he, he still yeah. works as hard now as the day when he first started Fantastic, um yeah. so what motivates me is competition yeah there's not enough of it Really? Yeah. So that's fascinating because, I mean, if, if you go on online and look for a car, the amount of people selling cars Yeah, is but crazy. we go back to what we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. These cars are not competitively priced. Fair. They're not competitive right, yeah. spec. They're not value for money. These people don't buy your cars. You know, this yes, you can drop it off to them and they can put it in their showroom. That's a storage facility. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah you know? that's true. Yeah. So... But I, I guess it's hard to break into it now, isn't it? I mean... Yeah, of course it is. It, I mean, it, you it's know... It's easier SOR. But maybe we could SOR from here. But like you say, it's That's not the I'm same saying. thing. It's That's not the I'm same saying. thing, is it? And people like yourself, yeah. who as a kid, I mean, you're, you're, what, you're my age, 32, 33? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you're now the age of a customer who is our typical customer. Mm. Someone who's seen the name yeah. or their dad reading Top Marks magazine yeah, yeah. back in the day and seeing the advert. I think, you know, I've always, their goal was to buy a car from us yes. one day. Yeah, yeah. And... You know, I've, I get that all the time. I get. I had a guy come down um, three months ago, and he bought a Porsche GT3 off of us, and it was a lovely car, mine red, really nice car. And he said, "Carl, it was a dream for me to buy a car from you one day. It was my goal." He said, well, "I told awesome. my dad when I was 12 years old that I'd buy a car from you one day." Wow. Yeah, but unfortunately, the story gets a bit sad. His dad died the year oh, before, wow, so he shame. couldn't experience shame. it with him. But like, shame. he had to live out. Yes. His, How his fantastic goal, is that? You know? Yeah. So that's such an honor for me to yeah, be yeah. involved Very in much so. someone's, you know, someone's life like that. Yeah. And that's um, also a great why, you know, the fancy showroom isn't just about selling more cars. It's a full experience, isn't it? We yeah. offer an experience yeah. that cannot be equaled. I, I have not been to a, a and, and I've traveled the globe doing filming cars mm -hmm. in everything from dealerships to manufacturers. I'm not blowing smoke up your ass no. here, dude. I can't put my finger on an independent showroom, mm -hmm. which, ha which is that cool. 
Well, I appreciate. I'm not just that. saying that, dude. And, like, and, but cool. that that is that is what the mindset we had. Yeah, it's cool. Going into it, you know, we, me and my dad, we nothing goes on in our business. Mm. The gardener doesn't get paid without us authorizing it. Yeah. So. When it comes to stuff as, you know, we're so, and that's, you know, you've met me, Dad. We're, so, we're very personal, yeah. you know, people. When, when, you, when you come to buy You've got to get your dad us, on. He's a card, mate. He's oh, a character. You should get me dad on. <laughs> you dad need on. to get him on on the late show. <laughs> because yeah. he will abuse people. He will swear. He is, he's honestly, um, and I know it sounds weird saying this because my dad, I spend a lot of time with him. Not as much time as you would assume. We mm -hmm. don't see that much of each other. He's one of the coolest people you'll ever meet. Yeah. He is just, all my friends, he's just been kicked off Twitter. Has he? Yeah. Good lad. I don't know why. Don't he why. reckons it was a copy, copyright claim thing. or strike or something. I think that's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's set towards Theresa May or something and they've like, <laughs> and they've kicked him off Twitter. He won't come clean, but I reckon he has. Amazing. But my friends say to me, like, Carl, the only reason I'm on Twitter is for you, Dad. Because you, Dad. Like, he's, he's, he's amazing. So, you know, what inspires me for the business is to keep the Tom Hartley name, um, you know, mm -hmm. where it is, keep mm -hmm. it, keep it at the top. And like I say, competition is welcome. You know, yeah. I, I want, I want competition. Cool. I don't feel like I have any competition. That's, a, that's fascinating. So anyone listening, I know that, that, that could sound like setting up a car showroom. <laughs> that could sound like what a, you know, what an arrogant such and so-and-so whatever, but it's really not. I, I do, I do yeah. mean it. You know, I love, I don't think anyone can reach the, Full potential in business, in a sport, mm -hmm. in in anything, without being pushed. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and, and the competition uh, steps up the game, doesn't it? We're still extremely hungry. Even yeah. even you know me and my dad, we're still extremely hungry for business. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, we don't need to be. Mm. We could pick and choose. A lot of people do pick and choose who they want to sell a car to. Mm. You know, everyone's money is the same to me. Where you could be. The Salt of Brunei, who we have on our books, really? or you could wow. be Joe Bloggs, who really can't afford the car he's buying, but the finance really deal wants works, it. yeah, and he wants it, and we might not ever see him again. Yeah, his money means as much to me as as, as anybody else's. Yeah, so yeah. they get trekked with the same manner. I hear stories of people, and it always happens in dealerships that are not independently owned. Um, the service they get, mm -hmm. a lot of people will agree with this. I think this mm. might get a few comments as well. A lot of people get trekked terrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People, you know, you get you take a salesman out of uh, a, a garage, yeah, a manufactured garage. You, you you take a salesman out there. You see if he puts the same effort in to selling his car mm. on his drive as he does going to work every day and selling someone else's car yes. in someone else's showroom. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's almost impossible for that person to have the emotional attachment. There's nowhere and near as much buy-in. Exactly. Nowhere near. Yeah. But it is with me. Yeah. And our company is because all the cars are our own. If we don't sell them, we don't buy them. They're not going to get bought. They're not going to get sold. Mm. And don't get me wrong. You get good and bad experiences with everybody. I'm sure there's people out there that would have had bad experiences dealing with me or with us. But maybe because they're not happy with the price that we offered them on their car. But that's the market price. Yeah, that, that is what it is. You know, it that, is what it is, isn't you know, it? Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's life. You know, yeah. you, you'll never get a bad service. Yeah. If you want to sell a car, you can't pick up the phone and get paid within 30 minutes. No. You can with us. That is rare. Yeah. You, you Very can do much it. so. Yeah, it's crazy. And I'm not putting a cap on that. I'm not putting yeah. a, you yeah. know, a car up to a certain amount. Sure. It's, it's there. You bring a car to it, me. Yeah. It's the right money I can pay for it. That's cool, though. So, that's a nice service to have. If you, yeah. If it's you a just, 
particularly if you just want out of it. You want out of it quick and you want that car. But also, great. we've turned, you know when you get people, and we mentioned this before, when you get people go to the Gucci shop or Louis Vuitton or yeah. whoever, and they buy, they buy their trainers or their belt or their wife a handbag or something, uh -huh. it's an occasion for them. Yeah. So they have a picture in the shop, put uh -huh. it on Facebook, yeah. Instagram, whatever it may be, you know, outside on Sloan Street kind yeah. of thing. I'm now getting people, and this was my goal, I'm now getting people come to my place before I go, can I have a picture with you that's in cool. front of my car? That's nice, huh? You know, and yeah. that's, that's, that's what I want. I well, want unless someone, you know you're doing the right thing. Yeah, and look, nine times out of ten, people are going to lose money on cars. Mm -hmm. It's a luxury item that that's depreciates in value. Yeah, that is just a thing. That happens. Yeah. Um, I'm never going to put a gun to your head yeah, and, and go, you make must do this you buy text. a car. Yeah. So if you buy it, it's completely on your own accord. Sure. I might have helped you along the way. <laughs> but you don't have to, but I really recommend. You went over the line yourself. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, I, these people are spending a lot of money. I want them to get the right service. I had a fascinating experience buying my first, I guess you, you, would, you would class it really as a sports car, but um, there's the, the story on, on my channel has become quite famous that I blew my house deposit on my first sports car. Mm -hmm. So I saved up all, all of this money and I, I, was, I, was, I, was too, I just felt too young to settle down mm -hmm. my house. So much to the dismay of my family and immediate peers, I blew my house deposit on an Audi R8, which with hindsight created all of this in the long run. It opened the doors to the whole car world and most of my friends and even my wife that I met through this car. Anyway. That's hindsight, and I wouldn't recommend it still, but uh, yeah. So I got this cash. I'd never bought a new car or a proper car before that. It was like I had a diesel 3 Series BMW. I had a Mini, and uh, I was like, the Audi R8 had come out. I'd seen it on Iron Man. I was like, got that car. I'm going for it. Yeah. I've got to have it, right? Uh, and at that time, I'm sure you remember when the R8 launched, Aesthetically, the design and look of it, there was, there was nothing. There was nothing it like it. It made the whole industry stand to attention and go, oh, that's how you design a supercar, you know, or And the reliability of Audi behind it. Exactly, amazing, right? So I was like, I gotta have that car. Anyway, local dealer to me just so happened to be a certified um, RS dealer, which mm -hmm. qualified them to be dealers dealer. for RA mm -hmm. dealers. And they got this car and a plinth in there. I've gotta have it. So I walked in. And there's several people at desks, one on the phone, whatever, whatever. No one even looked You're at me. going back to like 07? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah, not the V10, which I had about yeah. four years ago. I'm You're going, going back to 07. The original V8 yeah. one, 07, right? I bought this car in 09. Mm -hmm. And um, I walked in. No, nothing. No hello. Zero, zero. I mean, and at this point, I could have been in there buying an, an A1, mm -hmm. second hand A1. Mm -hmm. As it happens, I was going in for a new R8, and no one knows this, and so I was expecting this. You want the same treatment regardless of what car. It's a lot of money. This, is, a, this is changing your life. What changing you're my life. Now. You're now, right now. now longer, yeah. not buying a house. You're having the car instead. I'm having the car instead. Yeah. I mean, granted, they don't know this, but anyway, I'm in. And I'm looking around, and I'm looking at, you know, got like a Audi TT in there, and I'm thinking that's probably a more sensible choice, mm -hmm. but my heart, and you know, mm -hmm. whatever. So I walk it anyway. I'm looking around this, this R8, and no one comes and talks to me. So I'm like, okay, I'll go and ask someone. So I go over and I speak with this guy and I say, hey, have you got any, any info on that R8? And he, and he stays sat at his desk. He doesn't get up and shake my hand or anything. He looks up 
And he goes, oh, I think all of the brochures have gone. I don't think we've got any. I was like, no, 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 that R8, like the one you've got in, have you got any more info on it? Like at the, the time, like they didn't even have a price on it because it was mm -hmm. like so, so new. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and he was like, oh, I'll go and check in the back if we've got any catalogs on it. I was like, oh, all right, cool. So he, to be fair to him, he did go and find a, a catalog of which, surprise, surprise, they didn't have any. <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, I'm interested in the car. And he, st and he still got back from the storeroom looking for his books. And he sat back down and he goes, tell you what, uh, me and you will play the pools tonight. And maybe if you come up lucky, come back to me. You're he kidding me. Literally said that to me. Right, and he made me feel this big because it was my first time buying a sports car. Right? Oh my god! Uh, he literally said, "Me and you will play the, the the bloody pools." Right? And I was like, and it made me feel so uncomfortable. It made me feel like I wasn't worthy of yeah, this car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The money was in the bank, mm. ready to go. Mm -hmm. But even still, in the back of my mind, I was like, "This isn't for for me. Mm. I'm not the kind of person that, that mm. buys this car." Clearly, people get that perception. It's crazy. People get that. And you're like a great example to because you've got such a big following to to tell people that supercar owners are not like that no not at all they're so far from that yeah it's unbelievable and you know that that i just think i think customer service is a massive thing well massive believer that people buy from people people you know? buy from people exactly you get the car right well it, in most Except particularly new cars yeah. that you can order. Yeah. There's plenty of Audi dealerships, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and so I'm a big believer that people buy from people. And like, this guy, dude, was like, I mean, I, I remember it to this. It's making me angry talking about it. Because yeah. what I know now and the, the difference in mindset that I am now, I mean, I would have lost it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I tell you, man. I had a, like, similar, it, a, similar, yeah. a similar situation. Not me personally, because obviously from being... 12 years old every dealer in the country yeah. must have had a picture of me saying wanted oh, yeah. do not let him in your dealership <laughs> so everyone Amazing. sort of knew who i was yeah yeah but a guy's come to me one day yeah. and um, i ended up doing loads of business with him really yeah. he, he was from daventry okay coventry boy yeah lived in daventry um rough and ready owned an extermination business right what well, like he, Rat catcher type of guy. Yeah, yeah, wasps, okay. mouse. Yeah, he'd awesome. go up and shoot a thousand grouse right. for you. Whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he was hands on. Okay. You know, so he's, he's come out to my place one day in this red van with, and I hope he actually listens to this, and he, he will. And it's such a great story. He won't mind me telling it. He um, <laughs> he's turned up to my place one day. He's he's, he's I don't know. He's six two, baldish hair, few tattoos, gold chain. Got outside this red van with the Terminator splattered <laughs> up the side of it, right? And he's, I want to meet this guy he's already. Got no appointment or anything. He's, yeah. tu he's turned up. He's such a character. He's turned up to uh, to my place. Walked in the showroom. This is in two thousand and five. We okay. had the first four thirty Spider available, wow. like okay. second hand on the market. Yeah. yeah. And Redwood Cream Car, and it was going, talk about premiums, it was about, it was about a £50,000 premium. Wow. Back then. Back then's a lot. Yeah. So this car's like 185 grand. So um, he's walked in the showroom, so I've, I've walked out of my office, um, walked over to the guy, shook his hand. I said, um, how are you doing? You okay? He said, first words out of his mouth, 
was, I'm really sorry I haven't got an appointment. I know you're by appointment only, but I was in the area. I hope you don't mind me calling around. So I was like, no, of course not. Of course not. I said, um, are you interested in anything? So he said, um, yeah, I'm interested in that 430 spider that you've got. This guy's in overalls. Like, <laughs> yeah. he's work th- boots. You couldn't have been more dirty if you tried. Like, he was, <laughs> he'd just come off the job. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He was uh, filthy. Uh. So um, he's looking at the car. I said, that's the car. I told him all about the car. Because I was always taught, look, if I walk in somewhere, or my dad walks in somewhere, mm. he more is now because he's getting a bit older, but we're not suit and tie kind of people. Sure. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm just, I am what I am kind of. Yeah. yeah. And um, the guy walked in, I'm talking about the car. He said, how much is it? So I told him. He said, how much of a premium is that? So I told him. He said, um, he said look, a Ferrari dealer down the road have got a car that is a cancelled order and I can have it for... It was still, it was being a bit naughty. It was still a bit over list, but it was nowhere near the, the premium that right. we'd had the car for. Yeah. So he gave us an offer that I didn't accept because I, could, I paid more for it myself. Right. So anyway, we ended up doing a deal. Okay. So I said to him, I said, why have you bought this car for more money when you know there's another car down the road at a Ferrari dealer? Yeah. He said, because I went to there first. Yeah. He said, and I walked into the showroom and they, they told me to, they said, not today, we haven't got time. Um, can Ooh. you come back another day? Oh dear. So he was like, what for? And he was like, we've got, all, all our salesmen are tied up. Um, they're in a meeting. Um, we, we, can't, we don't do this kind of thing on a Monday. Can you come back on a Friday? So they just thought the guy just... Don't sell cars yeah, on a Monday. <laughs> exactly. So they yeah. really offended him. So he said, what I'm going to do now, he said, he said, is the car ready to go right now? I said, yeah, this guy... I don't know what he's got or what he hasn't got, but mm. every car he's ever bought, he's bought like that. Brilliant. And he's paid for it. Yeah. And um, he said, is it ready to go right now? I said, yeah, it's ready to go. He said, taxed and everything. Mm. I said, yeah, it's ready to go. And he said, um, okay, bang. All on a card, yeah. debit card. I had to call <laughs> the bank. Five minutes, it's paid yeah. for. He said, I'm only buying it from you. So I'm going to take it right now to the Ferrari garage. Amazing. He said, I'm going to see the little so-and-so yeah, little who so-and-so told there. me that I couldn't come into their showroom. Yeah. He said, I'm going to show him what I've just bought and paid through the nose for it from you. Amazing. And if he people, never had that car, people, man. if he never had that car that day, yeah. he wasn't going to buy one. Amazing. He wanted one. Yeah. But then when that happened to him at Ferrari, yeah, yeah. So screw those he had guys. no choice. Yeah. He, he was having a car today. Amazing. That was, that Isn't was, that incredible, yeah. Huh? So, yeah, yeah. you know, just, this is going out to everybody who works in dealerships. Just keep treating your customers like shit. Be, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> send them your way. I was going to say, be nice, but yeah, keep send them, send them to Carl. Yeah, no, not everyone's like it. I hear stories all the time, but the moral of the story is you never, ever, ever know. You never know. You never know who's coming through your door. I mean, in this day and age, man, I, my experience is the more casual you are, the more chances are. I mean, who goes to a, who, I don't know anyone who goes to a car showroom to buy a car in a suit and tie. No. Like the opposite, in fact. Of course, the opposite. Of course. Totally. I, I said to someone the other day, I was talking to a finance company and I was um, the, this girl that does some stuff um, the, for the finance company. I text her at 10 o'clock at night until 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Most nights. <laughs> so she, when I first started doing this, she's like, Carl, can you text me in the morning as I'm at home with my family? Yeah. And I'm like, look, between the hours of nine and six of yes. a daytime, I run a business. Yeah. Between the hours of seven and two in the morning, I do I business. I sell cars, yeah. That's Amazing. when I do business. I don't do business during the middle of a day mm-hmm. because put yourself in my customer's 
position. You're a CEO of a company. Mm. You've got 50 staff working for you. It's Monday. Flat out all day. You don't want to talk to someone no. about buying a car. No. Your mind's you not in it, even if you do have the time. Of course not. But you know when you get home that night and you've mm. had a glass of wine and you've, 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 you've sat down, you've, you've wound down from, yeah. from what hectic day you've been, mm -hmm. then you want to listen to... You're bored. You've got nothing else yeah. to do. So what you do is you tune into Mr. JWW. Yes. Find yes. out about the car you want, then you buy it from Carl. <laughs> that's the way we work. So yeah, it's um, that that's 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 the way we work. Yeah. And it's that's you know, cool, man. The, the business isn't a business. The business is my life, and yeah, my life is dedicated to to, to this business. So one more thing before we wrap up, because yep. I appreciate on the topic of that, you're a busy man. Um, I wanted to touch on when we started this chat. I said I was I first was familiar of yourself and. Tom Hartley cars mm -hmm. because of the adverts in the mm -hmm. back of magazines. Mm -hmm. Today, with social media, yep. I'm fascinated because I'm, I'm the person that creates the content for lots of these brands and manufacturers, and I'm living that, that, that world. Mm -hmm. How has it been for you in terms of interaction with clients, changes in, in sales, importance of it? Oh, it's been great. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's incredibly important. Yeah, man. But what it also does is... Um, it gives someone, someone, people want an insight to, okay, you get the company Tom Hartley Cars. Mm -hmm. And then you get my Instagram, which is Carl Hartley, obviously. And they want to see who they might be buying a car from. They don't just want to see a company with no face. Back to people buying from people. People buying from people, exactly. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and I've done this experiment. I've got, for some reason, I've got more followers than what the business has got. Yeah. Um, mostly because I've done some really stupid things and people love to see that. But <laughs> <laughs> um, and my dad's the same. He's probably got more followers than what the business has got. But I will. I done an experiment a few months ago where I put a car on my social media, but I didn't advertise it on the website. Interesting. Didn't put it on the. Um, didn't yeah. put it on the company's social media. Just mine. The next morning when I came into work, we had four or five inquiries Amazing. on that car. Amazing, eh? So I just had to figure out how important it was, you yeah. know, to do it. Because I would because I started my social media page as this is my personal page. Business is business, it's my personal page. Yeah. If I'm going to play golf, I'll put a video on me playing golf, whatever. Yeah. But then it's come to a point where more people want to look at cars on my social media than what they do on the company's mm. social media. Because it, I suppose it gives more of a reality to who you're dealing with. It does, yeah. But not deferring from your question, I think it's a it's a massive, massive mm. thing. And mm. you can tell companies that um, buy followers or um, or buy promotions mm. because they get less likes. And, and the they, engagement. Dire. They have no engagement yeah. and no one really, they're not a good follow. The reason you haven't got many followers, mate, is because you're you not suck. a good follow. <laughs> <laughs> you're boring. <laughs> that's yeah. that, that's yeah, why. Yeah. Or you're trying to sell to me. Yeah. Like, people don't want something people they're don't want trying to, to sell. sell. No. Exactly. It's the opposite reason you go to these platforms. Yeah. I know what I want to do is have some escapism and land on an advert. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, that's not yeah. what you want. So I think it, social media is very, very important. It's really good to not so much sell stuff on, but communicate with your audience. Hmm. People will follow me because they'll know who I am and what I do. Yeah. And it gives me a platform to communicate with them, whether or not they're buying a car now uh -huh. or in three years. It's awareness, isn't it? They might think to themselves, oh, you know what, that, that car's all right. Yeah. I'll give him a call. I might I want to buy a <laughs> yeah. car, you know? Sure. Yeah. Where if... if if you haven't got a face or a name to your company, yeah. then 
you know, faceless, trustless. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You, you know, you, you don't know you, you, you don't know who or what you're dealing with. So, big thumbs up for social media on the car business. It's changed the car business actually. Yeah. It's changed the way it works, and you'll know that because so many mm. manufacturers um, want to do so much with you mm. because they mm. haven't got your personality. Yeah, and they can't do what you do. They've got the product. That's it. You've yeah, got yeah. what you are. Match them together, and yeah. you'll do them a service. So the win-win. It's what is in, in, interesting as well. Just quickly going back to size of accounts and engagement of accounts. The engagement on, I mean, you know, brand car brands. If you go on like Bentley's Instagram account, they got like four million followers or something mm -hmm. berserk. But if you look at the ratio of engagement, quality, decent engagement versus the actual amount of followers they've got. I mean, it's disproportionate because mm. they're not engaging with a human. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, by the very nature of it being a brand account, every pixel on that page is curated to sell to you, mm -hmm. you know, or to make it look good. Mm -hmm. Whereas when it's real, I mean, I, I watch your, your stories all the time. It couldn't be more real. No. You know what I mean? Because like, you're really doing it. I will do a video yeah. as I've just shook someone's hand and yeah. paid them for a car and I'm walking to get in the car. This, just this is what well. I've just bought. This is yeah. what I'm doing right now. It's cool, man. This is yeah, right now. Great. You'll see this car. Yeah. Back on my way. I know so many people were messaging me saying, oh, you passed me on the M1, you passed me on really? the M4. That's cool, right? You know, that car's amazing, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. And it's, it's great. You know, I've got some, um, you, you would assume that, you know, with a lot of followers, I haven't got a lot compared to some people, but with a lot of followers, you would get a lot of hate. Yeah. Um, I don't, you really, do, I, I really don't. I, you know what? I'm really fortunate. I mean, I don't know what it is about my audience, thank you everyone for watching. You're all awesome. I mean, we yeah. get a few people, but normally it's, it's, it's people who are new to the I channel. I get spelling mistakes. People don't realize that. Yeah. Uh, okay, <laughs> I'm not Carol Vorderman, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I left school yeah. when I was 12, uh -huh. and you know, I can buy and sell ice to an Eskimo, yeah. but I can't spell. Yeah. You know, so well, or, clearly it hasn't set you back, so don't you know, worry about it. Yeah, I will cry in the seat of my Veyron. <laughs> <laughs> well, not as the case maybe well, anymore. There you go. Yeah, I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry. Yeah, in the seat of my five nine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you know, it's 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 what I always get. You always get them tosses, yeah. don't you? Look, there's, 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 there's always get, a proportion. I can't. I can't get round there, 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 there and there. there. Yeah, interesting. That. I try. Yeah. And I do try. If people see the effort that I put in to, to get it right, they wouldn't give me stick. But just put there, stroke there. You yeah. Know? Just, just I just spell it three it. ways. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but yeah. no, apart from that, um, we have a really good time on social media. Yeah. Social media doesn't ru ru rule my life. Mm. Um, I use it because I enjoy it. And the minute I stop enjoying it is the minute I'll stop using it. On that note. Let's stop this podcast. Thank you very much. Carl Hartley, mate, I really appreciate the time, dude. It's always Thank a pleasure. Uh, you will be seeing more content with Carl because we always... We get on. We have, have a laugh, don't we? So uh, uh, links below, uh, website to... Um, your, your website is, is Tom Hartley Cars. TomHartley.com. TomHartley.com, at Carl Hartley something or other underscore, what's it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Instagram is um, at Carl Hartley one Give the man a follow, particularly his stories, because he's normally heading to the gym at a 599 GTO or something. So. Yeah, swearing like a yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming, dude. No problem. See you dude. soon.